Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm glad you're listening. I'm glad you're joining us. Thank you for doing so. If you have not subscribed to to Modern Homemakers, we'd ask you to do that. It encourages um, us to know how many listeners we have. It helps our metrics, so to speak. But it also gives us a great idea um, to who's listening. And if you have never sent us an email saying, I'm listening from, and your city and state, or city, state, and country, we'd love for you to do that. At last count, we have people listening around the world, 36 or 39 countries, and we welcome you. We are so glad that you've joined us. This year, I've chosen the subject of listening, listening for love and learning. And today, I want to talk about something that is absolutely prevalent in our world, in our 21st century world, and it has to do not only with our technology, but with some part, especially American culture, Western civilization, that calls us to do more, not less. Calls us to do more, not less. Work more, work more. Do more, get more. Have you ever noticed how little service there is these days? I have a friend who's been preaching and teaching and banging his fists on every dinner table that he ever encounters with people saying, we are a country, we were founded on being a country of service. We provide service, that's what people pay for. But you know, we're not a country of service anymore, and I think that may be tied to what I was talking about last time we were together, and that is, are you a servant listener? Well, if service isn't something that's a part of your process, and if you're in an industry that's cutting back on service, uh, let me just ask you if you have ever had this experience. You call up and you wait online for 45 minutes, And while you're online, they are saying, you are caller number 26. You are caller number 13. You wait for an hour, and then we find out that when you get to the airport, you can check your own bag, you can make your own boarding pass, you you can self-check out at the grocery store, you can find it online and order it, they deliver it to your door. I guess we still need delivery people to come to the door. So we're all working harder and being served less being served less by companies and associations. That means we're all working harder, all of us, not just the fact that we have less service. We're still working harder to get about what we used to have. So I want to talk about this thing called exhaustion. One, because I think we are living in a culture of exhausted people, myself included, and then how do we counteract that? And when it comes to listening, When we are exhausted, we do not listen well. We do not hear one another. So Ruth Haley Barton, who I'm very fond of, has many lovely books. And this, in one of her books, she talked about the 
inordinate amount of exhaustion and what it causes in our lives. So I want to talk about these seven different effects. We function out of an inordinate sense of I ought to or I should. After all, I should attend because... I'm the mother, I'm the grandmother, I'm the godmother, I'm the teacher, I'm the friend, I'm the, I I should go. Two, we've trained ourselves to not let anyone help us. Now think about that just for 10 seconds. If somebody says, can you, can I help you? What's your first response? No, I've got it. And we've trained ourselves so much that some of us deep deep down inside are humiliated if someone has to help help us. And I'm getting to the place now, my hair is grayer. And I notice that people want to open the door or grab my elbow. And I'm, and I want to say, I'm not that old. I'm part of that brand that says it's humiliating to let someone help me. No, not really. But I think we can get there. We've learned to perform well. Instead of being and just being, being how we're made, being how God created us, being engaged at what's going on, we're all very busy performing. I come to the studio to pre-record these podcasts. This is a time of performing. I prepared the materials and now I've come to perform it. Four, we've not learned how to set boundaries on our service. We are available. We are available to too many, toward too many others. I, this is what I do. I'm available. These are my small groups. This is my church. This is the ministry. I, I'm a wife. I'm a mother. I'm a grandmother. This is what I do. And I find that we can get stuck without enough boundaries. Now, I don't like setting boundaries that are arbitrary, but I think when we feel exhausted, we have to stop and say, where am I letting my boundaries down? Five, we carry unhealed wounds, burdens, and toxic relationships. And I have a precious young woman who's been in my life for a number of years, and she recently had a very earth-shaking, eye-opening experience with God. And the first thing that she said when we talked a few days later, I feel so energetic. And I thought she had released a burden that she'd been carrying around and worn out from. Six, we experience information overload. I know you know that, but let me say it again. Everywhere they're telling you what to do, when to do it, beeping at you all around. And number seven, and um, this one probably is one we already mentioned this year, and that is we have become mired in our own willfulness my own willfulness. So today I'd like to cover just two or three of these, and next time we're together, finish them up. The first one, we function out of an inordinate sense of ought and should. We want to serve God and others and use our gifts, and there are so many needs that need to be met. In my generation, we simply did not talk about our own needs. If you were in the middle of a profound conversation and really needed to use the bathroom, you would put it off until later. We just didn't think about our own needs. When we are tired, we say yes. When we had too many other things to do, we said yes. 
But when we're tired, we say yes instead of no. When we don't really know how to prioritize our time, yes, prioritize. And we've talked about this here at Modern Homemakers for decades. What is a priority? A priority is something only you can do. So look at your life. What are you doing that you're the only person who can do it? The rest of the things you're doing, somebody else can do. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to shrink your, from your responsibilities, but I am the only one, thank goodness, that can be David Otto's wife. How much time am I putting in to David Otto? David Otto, he's an Otto, all right. Um, <clears throat> so priorities. No one likes to be told no. No one feels happy when they, you ask them a question and the response is no. No. And I found myself often shouting no because I didn't like to say no to people. I could see on their faces. They didn't like my no response. And so I prefer a happy response. We have not learned how to be human, to recognize that our bodies are frail. We often pretend. We juggle and say, we'll leave it until later. And later doesn't come until it's absolutely essential. And we feel that press. Can you tell how easily I talk about these things? They're very part of my life. In so many ways, I fall into some of these traps. No matter what you do, it all takes energy. And no matter how you juggle, your humanness will not go away. Your humanness will not go away. So you think you're putting it off until later, and you're 25, and then you're 35, and then you're 45, or you've let it go, and then suddenly it pops out later, as my husband used to say. It always pops out later, and usually in the places you wish it didn't pop out. Exhaustion, because we feel too many oughts and too many shoulds. The second exhaustion is we've trained ourselves to not let anybody help us. We, we actually can be humiliated by someone saying, here, let me do that for you. This item really surprised me, and I think it surprised me because I have a large capacity of energy, and I know it's a gift from God, and I have used it. But what Peter said when Jesus said he was going to wash his feet is very strong to me. You will not wash my feet. Peter. Peter, who by that time had acknowledged that Jesus was the Messiah, and when Jesus said, let me wash your feet, Peter said, you will not. And what did Jesus say? Jesus said, if I don't wash your feet, then you'll have no part of me. And Peter was quick to repent and said, okay, wash me everywhere. He had seen Mary wash Jesus' feet. He had seen the model, and yet his own behavior was, no, I'm the servant. You need to be served. And I think often during Holy Week or the week before, as we prepare for Easter and the 40 days that we prepare for Easter, we find ourselves easily falling into the fact that we recognize the one time in the scripture when um, he, Jesus washed the feet of all of the disciples. And we do that often as a part of their midweek service, the week of Holy Week. His pattern was to wash their feet at the Last Supper. Are you comfortable with someone washing your feet? Or are you more comfortable washing their feet? Ouch. 
I, I can still remember the first time I had to take off my shoes because someone had come to my home to wash my feet, and I felt so uncomfortable with that. Part of it was a real sense of feeling humbled by the experience, but I know that part of it is a sense of I'm the one who serves, and I'm the one who serves all the time. I don't pause long enough to let someone serve me. Thirdly, we have learned well to perform instead of just being. What does it mean to just be? If you're often saying I should or I ought to, I think this is a point that's directly related to the frequencies of this kind of experience in your life. Do you take care of your body? Do you spend time with loved ones? Do you learn? Do you grow? Should you go and do something for someone only because you're in relationship or only because God called you to? And I think sometimes we get into this performance mode that says, this is how I look, this is where I go, this is how I do it. Now, I fall into that personally, and I fall into it because for me, if I can repeat something, I'm better at it. So... If I did that once before, let's do that again. For most of you who know that I only wear black and white clothes, and part of that's because it's easy. But I want to be careful that I'm not doing those things out of not being a human being or being an authentic self or being my authentic self. I'm doing it because I've learned so well to perform. The action that comes outwardly should be pressed to us from something that we feel inwardly. And when we notice, when we take time to notice what God is doing, what is going on around us, when we are at a pace in life that we can see a need that we can meet, or we can see ourselves stepping out of a certain situation, I think you will find that you are more willing to stop and not perform and not try to please others, not try to gain their approval. But a friend said, uh, I do these things because I want people to like me. And I said, that's a very good reason. But if you want people to like you so much that you put your own self, your own body, your own needs at the bottom of the list all the time to your own detriment, then you've proved that doing it is more important than you are and more important than what God calls us to do in taking care of ourselves. Wayne Muller said, because we do not rest, we lose our way. And because we do not rest, we are exhausted. And because we are exhausted, we cannot listen to someone. We cannot hear their heart. We cannot hear what they're trying to say. We talk so often about children and learning what your children need and want and the lessons about do you know their cry, their cry of hurt, their cry of wound, their cry of being afraid, their cry of come and help me, mommy, their mad cry. We learn to hear in the tone and tenor of the people we love the most. And when we're so exhausted that we cannot hear, we will miss the voice of God and the voice of those who we love very much. 
I'm Donna Otto, and this is Modern Homemakers. We have so many things to um, help you available on our website and free resources and book recommendations. And the holidays are coming with things that we make available for the holidays. So go to our website. If you haven't subscribed, do that. And join us again for our next podcast, the second part of why exhaustion keeps us from hearing. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a very uncommon day of resting.